Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Marketing Podcast. I am Ty Smith. With me is Liz. Today we are discussing how often you should tweet, um, as well as the comparison of quality versus quantity on Twitter for your content. Um, so, Liz, you are the social media guru here at Coinbound. So, I definitely am going to defer to you a lot in this episode. Um, let's just dive right into it, though. How often should crypto companies be tweeting? At least once a day, especially if they have the content to put out, like put it out. Let's get everything out. But I always say have content with a goal in mind, whether that's engagement, followers, a traffic funnel, or interacting with others on Twitter. Make sure that, you know, everything has something with attention. But I think that if you have the content to do so, you should be getting out content at least once a day. Okay. And do you feel like, because obviously there's, you know, I think we touched on it on a, on a previous episode regarding the difference between how easy it is to grow a brand account versus a personal account. Do you feel there's differences between how frequently a brand account should be tweeting versus a personal account? Oh, absolutely. I mean, with personal accounts, you have opinions, you're a person. If you can be on Twitter or have someone who's on Twitter enough to really engage in trends and act on certain pieces of content, that's going to be a really great way to grow because you're engaging in conversation. And, and that's why people are there. They, they want to hear you as a thought leader. You're building your credibility and authority in the space. So make sure you have something important to say when you do say it, because people are going to look at you and they're going to see those things. Now, when you're a brand, that might be more buttoned up. You might have a more corporate tone, but it really depends on your brand voice and, and establishing that, which is probably a whole other topic and podcast, to be honest. But, you know, that might be more newsworthy and items re revolving around the business itself, um, updates, sending people to Telegram, communicating on new project developments or, um, you know, products that you have that you're building out and what that roadmap looks like. I, I think there's a little bit of crossover, especially if you're the head of a brand or a founder or on the leadership team. But there should definitely be a difference in how you're speaking to people on Twitter and what kind of community you're fostering. Um, I think that the quality of your content should also be kept in mind. You don't want to just tweet anything because people aren't going to engage. And you can see that in, in your data. You know, once you start testing and really seeing what people engage with or don't engage with, what you lose followers for, gain followers for, you'll start to notice those trends and you can really act on those over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Dan Held had released a sort of like, um, like a masterclass, if you will, on Twitter. You know, he, he's done a really good job of growing his personal Twitter account. Um, and he was kind of touching on, you know, not necessarily new information regarding like how the algorithm of Twitter works, but I still thought it was like really interesting to listen to regarding the fact that like Twitter wants to serve content to people that are going to engage with it. Um, but exactly. there has to be the content there. And if you're tweeting once a week, there's just not enough content for someone to be seeing things coming from you and engaging enough to, to be continuing to serve it to the top of their feed. Um, Twitter doesn't work the way it used to, where it was just, you know, in a chronological order of things going out. It's very complex now, and it's very much based on, um, you know, how frequently does this person tweet? How often do you see it? How often do you engage with that? 
And, you know, for example, I have friends of mine who, you know, just like my Twitter content and they, you know, will like basically everything that I tweet. And because of that, and I also tweet every single day. Um, and because of that, they will, they, they, they say to me, like, I like Twitter, but I basically only see your content because I'm always liking it. Um, yeah. And that's what you want to hear. Your feed is what you interact with. And so there's also some level of intention when you interact on Twitter too, because your feed isn't just people's content. It's what they like, what they're retweeting. And so if you have something that's going to engage people in a way that they're going to like it, they're going to retweet it, their audience is going to see it too. So you're going to really want to make sure that you're giving people something of substance because if it's going on someone else's feed that, I mean, it, it really, really um, expands your impressions and can really up your engagement because that entirely new audience is going to be seeing your content and possibly engaging with it and possibly following you. So it's important to really keep that quality in mind. And that doesn't mean that it always has to be buttoned up. It can be funny. It can be humorous. It can be opinionated. It can be a little edgy depending on who you are and your personality or, you know, the brand voice, as I mentioned, but um, there's so much more to the feed and Twitter than there used to be. And also the feed moves so fast. I mean, even if you just follow a few people, there's even topics and interests on Twitter. Now there's news, there's different aspects of content there. And so it's really, really key to um, also repurpose content. No one's, I, I don't even remember what I tweeted about yesterday. I don't remember what anyone tweeted about yesterday unless it was some like insane, crazy news. And still, I, I probably don't remember their take on it. And so if you feel the need that, um, if you feel the need to retweet content or repurpose content, absolutely do so because nine times out of 10, it may actually do better because that message is being reinforced in your followers' minds. It's a, it can be a little psychological at the same time while trying to navigate what content is gonna do well, what, what it's gonna do in your feed and who's gonna share that. And so I, I definitely think um, there's a lot more that goes into that than just saying whatever. Mm -hmm. And on, I mean, quality of content is obviously something that's pretty um, subjective. So what I tend to look at as far as, you know, what I think is sometimes a fire tweet is very much not a fire tweet in the eyes of everyone else. And, and you've been very vocal, Liz, with me when you tell me that a tweet that I put out sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, but, not everything is a winner. And I mean, I'm going to be honest too, like not, there's some tweets that I put out that I'm like, oh God, like that didn't do as well as yeah. I thought it was going to. And you have to think, you know, but that, that is informative as well. Why didn't it do well? Was it the timing it went out? Uh, was there too much noise? Was it not as um, hard hitting as you wanted it to be? Was it just not engaging enough? There's a, there's a few reasons that things may not do well. And, and Twitter allows users the freedom to really play with that and get it out again or, or repurpose it in a way that may be more engaging and, and more provocative. And so I definitely think that those are important things to keep in mind because um, good content and quote unquote bad content, it is subjective. And, you know, you may think you're really shooting off something that's, that's completely fire, or you're like, I don't know how this is going to do just put it out anyway, and, and test and see how it does. After a month, two months, three months of really testing and tracking your data, you will start to see trends and you will be able to better fit content to your audience. 
Um, if you want to grow an account, it's really important to, to keep an eye on that and make sure that you're fostering a place where people can always come and get value, whether that's entertainment, education, uh, make sure that you're always providing some level of value to the people that you're tweeting to. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm on my point of, of good content versus bad content being subjective. Um, what isn't subjective is data. Um, so no. what I love to look at as far as, you know, telling me and, you know, our clients, if the content we're putting out is good content is the engagement rate. Exactly. Engagement rate is great. And then you can also see certain days, like if you tweeted something and you gained like, you know, more followers than usual, then you'll see, hey, like this tweet really um, pushed people to follow me because every different piece of content these days, too, promotes different user behavior. Some is a copy that they may want to retweet. Some is just something they may want to like, something that they might want to share with others. Some even triggers you, triggers people to follow you. It, it really depends what you're working toward there. And, and that's why it all ties back to goals. There has to be some kind of goal and success metric in mind or that you're working to define within your content. Mm -hmm. As far as engagement rates, um, what would you say is average? What should people be shooting for? I think, um, you know, it's really hard to say. It's different across the board. I like to aim for somewhere between 3 and 5% in crypto specifically. Um, it's, a, it's a really tight niche. And so you have a really tight community of people that are interacting and engaging with content. And I think that having that, in, that higher engagement rate is very doable in crypto if you bring value to the community, if you bring conversation to the community or, and are actually engaging too. And so um, I've seen it be a little bit lower for other industries, but I, I think in crypto, if you can get to that three to 5% engagement rate, that's a really great spot to be in. Okay, cool. Um, anything else? You know, I... I really do want to say that me like I have to just hit this one home. Make sure that you are being goal oriented. It's and it's one thing to manage Twitter and it's another thing to grow Twitter. If you really do want to see substantial growth every single month, make sure you're looking at your data. Make sure you're looking at content that performs well and what that performance means to you and set success metrics. Even if it's just your personal account and you want to see it grow over time, anyone who's grown their account has said that they paid some level of attention to their data to their followers, because at the end of the day, it's not really for you, it's for your audience. And that is the most important takeaway here is what value are you adding for others? Because so many people love to hear themselves speak and love to give their opinions, but sometimes it's really not that meaningful. And you can do that for you, but maybe don't expect so much growth out of that and so much engagement and interaction out of that because you're speaking for you. Make sure that you're tailoring your content to your audience. And if you're not where you want to be with your account, establish where you do want to be and how you can get there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think we got it all covered. Um, hopefully you found this podcast episode valuable. If you did, please uh, remember to rate, review, and recommend us to a friend. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at Ty Daniel Smith. Uh, Liz, you want to drop yours? It's at That's Busy. Cool, cool. 
Um, yeah, so that will be it, guys. Catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye, everyone. Thank you.